Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We're live here Tuesday in Seattle, and it's boot camp for your soul. So we're going to be working on how you can incorporate more of your wisdom and your amazing intuitive abilities and your knowingness into your own life so that you can create the life of your dreams. And one of the things I've been talking about in Facebook and Twitter is letting go of expectations. Yes, those pesky things that uh, we have derived in our mental thinking that we think if we have them, if they're accomplished, if they're done, if we get the golden whatever, uh, then our life is going to be amazing. However, life doesn't always work out that way. (laughs) Expectations sometimes never actually come to fruition in our lives, which can be incredibly disappointing. In fact, I really believe, uh, and it's taken me a long time to kind of believe this totally, I always thought expectations weren't a good idea, but sometimes you don't even know that you have expectations for something. You know what I mean, Eric? Yeah, yeah, like I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about this when I was in Hawaii reading a really great book. I'm going to interview the author on um, December 1st, Embrace, Release, Heal. And of course, I was hanging out with Eckhart Tolle, and it's all about the moment, so you can't have an expectation, right? right? And and I I was I was thinking, okay, what are some of my expectations? Things that I think about all the time that I wish mm-hmm. were different. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, like are there certain things that you think about all the time that you wish were different? Mm, yeah, the, of course. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. don't we all like uh, right. the engine light on my <laughs> car? Check engine light is come on. They don't know why. <laughs> and I think, why don't you just turn off already? <laughs> Nobody can find a problem with you. You're just being annoying. Mm. So that's that's an expectation right. that I have. Like, right. If, if there's nothing wrong with the car, the check engine light shouldn't be on. Right. So, yeah, that's my expectation. And and so how much energy do you think, you know, because I know when a light goes on in my car, but you've yeah. already had yours checked out. So that's a fortunate thing. You right. know, that there's nothing alarming happening and the engine is going to explode, you know, at some traffic light. But how much energy do you think you put into the situation when you see that light on every time you turn on the car and while you're driving? Well, it's certainly annoying, so (laughs) (laughs) probably more than I should, yeah. Right, yeah. So that's what expectations do. They drain our energy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you are in the present moment when you're looking at check engine light. However, there's an aspect to your present moment is that you've already been there. The mechanics have already looked at it. Sure. They've given you their guaranteed seal of approval. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what that's worth, but... Well, you know, I mean, they are experts in that field and they feel like there's nothing wrong with your car. There's something, you know, whatever it is, it's not serious. It's not a big deal. The transmission is not burning out. Yes. So what else could be in your present moment other than the engine check light? You know, what else could be in there that would restore your energy? I try not to give it much thought, but it is annoying. It's annoying. (laughs) And I I think that's what expectations do. They annoy us. And at the same time, they're disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, why isn't that light off? Right. You know, Uh, so that's what we're talking about today. And how can we move into disconnecting from what we think is the thing we should be focusing on? Okay, but on the on the flip side of that, let me ask you about this. 
if we don't have high expectations of ourselves, though, how do we ever expect to improve from mm-hmm. how we are? Because, you know, you, you don't want to just accept yourself as being, you know, if you feel like there's areas where you can improve in life, don't you want to have high, ex- high expectations? What, what, yeah, do, what, no. do, what do you think about that? Yeah, no. I, no? Um, well, because I look at the areas of my life where I have very little expectation, uh-huh. like with my kids. I just want them to be happy. You know, I didn't even, even though we did brainwash them uh, from utero <laughs> on that they were going to go to college. Oh, and then you go to college after high school. I just wanted them to be happy. I never really thought about what they were going to do in the world. And I just want them to be happy. And they have surpassed my expectations academically, mm-hmm. you know, every single one of them. And then I look at my friends who like tortured their kids to become a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. And their kids are artists, you know, and they're not making any money or whatever. And their parents are disappointed. Well, as long as they're happy. Exactly. That's the so. so I think when we look at expectations, what is the expectation if we're going to have any, which, you know, I think we're not supposed to, but if we're going to have one, what is the real one that's going to matter the most? Mm. You know, and what, you know, for your car, you want it to work well. Yeah. And you don't want it to blow up someplace, right? Sure you know, and that's a woman speaking. Men don't think like that, but we, all, you know, when the engine check light comes out of my car, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, this thing's going to blow up." <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, I think it's about focusing. You know, like uh, you know, when you have ideas about your own self development, you want yourself to be this aware and intelligent person whose compassion has integrity, right? Right, and you are those things. So. You know, staying in that place, that zone of, oh, I, I do have integrity. I, I, I do have these things. I may strive to have more awareness of that, but I'm going to appreciate what I've created so far and not be so critical on ourselves and, the, and our life around us. All so right. that's what I think. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? That's a great idea. Let's go ahead and talk to Sundara. Hopefully I said Sundara's name right in Seattle. Hi, Sundara. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great. So did Eric say your name right? He did. Awesome. Correct. Thank you. Sweet. (laughs) So what can I do for you today? Well, I have a one-year-old daughter, Mm -hmm. and she has never slept through the night, and I don't have an expectation of her sleeping through the night. (laughs) But I would like her to sleep longer at (laughs) night, and I also really struggle with how to comfort her. She's Mm -hmm. a She's a very challenging baby. She is actually. You know, she's she's kind of like one of my cats. I've finally determined he's high maintenance. You know, yeah. she's a high maintenance kid. She's a high maintenance kid, and I'm okay with that. I just I really struggle with how to help her and not make both of us miserable. Right, and is she your first? Yeah, yeah. So here's what I'm getting. You need to pay less attention to her. I mean, this kid is everything she does. Eyes are glued to her. You know, hands are on her. And and so she feels, and this is just my interpretation, she feels that when that's not happening a lot, that mm-hmm. there's something wrong or missing. So I think you kind of have to, like, separate a little bit, you know, okay. like ignore her a little bit. And, and I'm not saying, I know you're going to have your eyes on her and making sure that she's safe and, you know, right. all of those things. But it's it's like there's this constant look at her. And so she's used to, by, like, being the, the fish in the goldfish bowl. Right, and, she is the center of the attention. Yeah. And so when she falls off to sleep at night, and if there's you know periods of time where nobody's there 
cooing her or touching her or whatever, she thinks something's wrong. And so she wakes up and then she wakes you guys up and then you guys have to go take care of her. It might even be in her best interest if you let her cry in her crib back to sleep. Well, so she sleeps with me. Ah. And, yeah. And I've tried the crying and it results in like six hours of continuous crying. Uh-huh. So. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but I, get, I mean, I can keep trying. Well, no, I, I understand that. How about you? So when she takes a nap, do you sleep with her too? I try not to. I usually get up and leave and then she wakes up. Right. So we need to work on letting this child feel comfortable without mom present it will be better on your relationship that's for sure too right you know because you know you you're basically this you're like the constant nanny you know and I think of children who grow up in really wealthy households and their parents don't have time to spend with them so they hire you know a a mistress you know a school mistress I mean you know who comes and teaches them and nannies them of course I'm thinking more like maybe the 17th century or something like that but that's how your child feels to me okay so I think it would be lovely if, um, it, let's say that you're going to start, she's an intelligent being, by the way, too. She's a smart kid. And yeah, she's really smart. She is. And she's got you wrapped around every finger. Yeah, and her toes. <laughs> and so start talking to her about how much you need to have your rest and it's time for her to sleep in her own bed or even a bed right next to your bed so that there's, okay. you know, you can make the family bed bigger but so that, that you're not clinging to each other so that you and your husband can actually cuddle and do right. other things. Right. <laughs> and she can be close by, but get used to not being this constant connection. So really, in, for her, it's not in her best interest for you okay. to have a constant connection with her. Does she go to, okay. and, I, and she probably doesn't go to daycare or anything like that, right? No. Yeah, she's young, and, and that's great. I think that's lovely. But maybe there would be a fun program where she could go an hour a week or just to kind of start this. Or maybe she gets dropped off at Grandma's house for three hours a week or, you know. Okay. Yeah. All righty. We'll work on that. Um, one more thing before I go. I, I, so the usually when I counsel parents about whatever's happening with their kid, I, I only need to spend about five minutes usually with the child, and the rest of the time is devoted to the parent. So okay. I would work yeah, on me. Yeah, yeah, and you're you love your child. Congratulations, and you're a wonderful you. parent. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, maybe you know there's something like you didn't feel nurtured enough when you were a kid, and so and, and your parents were good, but some parents aren't really nurturing. You know they right and, right. And maybe you're you're worried that she's going to have some of whatever you feel that you missed, and so you're projecting something to her, onto her that isn't really happening. So I would work with how you feel. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because that could help her too. Go. Oh, mom's fine. Yeah, mom's fine. Mom's. Yeah. Okay. That okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Good. And have her do the stomping exercise if she can walk. Have her stomp around a little bit. Before she goes to bed, get her grounded in her body, and that could help her sleep. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. We'll stop. She stops. Yeah. So the expectation that you need to drop is that she's plenty nurtured. Okay. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah. She knows that I love her. Oh, my gosh. How could she not? Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. So we're going to take a little break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we're going to do something fun today. We're going to play a little bit of fun music as we go off to commercial break, and then we're going to play a little bit of fun music as we come back. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back.
Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathic healing.com be well have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin marie has a set of dvds that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom inside and a dash of humor the healing from within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. Lovely. Thank you, Eric. You did that perfect, bringing in what I wanted to hear. So we're going to continue to do that throughout the year and most likely into 2012, just to kind of shake it up a little bit and have us play some fun music that we don't get to listen to very often on the radio dials. Why not? Why not? So today we're talking about expectations and dropping them. That means that if you let go of an expectation, you actually have to be present which I think is what we struggle with, you know, getting out of the problem, maybe realizing we have a great life, uh, because I think most of us do. I think we're very fortunate. So why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines? Okay, good idea. Let's talk to Jennifer in Seattle now. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Oh, hi, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Well, I'm just trying to decide how I structure my website that I'm going to put up for the first time. And I'm thinking about doing, you know, a really specific topic or being more general. And I had a talk with a coach and she said, oh, it's much better to be general because then you can have a whole bunch of things, you know, develop over time. But I'm, I'm feeling unsure about that advice. Mm-hmm. And what do you do, Jennifer? Um, well, I wanted to have the site talk about sexuality and spirituality mm. from a Christian mysticism perspective. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, you know, that's going to limit you. Um, you should maybe just focus on the fact that you're an intuitive counselor and just put that up. Mm-hmm. And so are you an intuitive counselor? Is that what you I'm, do? I'm, I'm just getting started with that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he, here's what you can do is, you know, be general about intuitive counseling so you can attract all different kinds of people. And then you can say one of your passions is about having people, if this is true for you, move into freedom sexually. Because okay. I'm assuming that's what you mean. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. And getting rid of, you know, any rules that we have or expectations or I- any of those things. Do, do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. So I think you can do both. Be general and just say one of my passions is helping people to feel free sexually. Okay. If indeed that's true for you in terms of what you want to do. Yeah, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you're, of course. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And and I think sometimes when people are coaching us to not bring in something that's that we feel passionate about, it's because maybe they feel a little uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. it but sexuality is an important aspect, particularly for women. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we need to let women have the freedom to enjoy sex. I mm-hmm. think it's very important. You know, we, we somehow know how to do that in our society with men. And, uh-huh. and we give them permission to really enjoy sex. But for women, we make it more about being a good person, uh-huh. you know, or uh, you know, all, all these other words that we're not even going to talk about on the air, <laughs> you know, that right. we, we attach to women um, about sex. And, and so, unfortunately, a lot of women don't enjoy sex and don't even have an expectation to enjoy it, only that their partner does. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not healthy. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think you can do both. That way you get to put in your passion, which could attract certain clientele who want to work on that. Because there are women, and I'm sure men too, who realize that's a problem in their life. Like, wow, how come I I can't orgasm, you know? Right. Right, and that's usually more for women than men. Um, And who's going to feel comfortable having that conversation with me? Okay. And and you do. (laughs) So that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would start off with the general piece and then talk about your passion. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'd like to give out the, the phone number to you sure. because I know that there's folks out there that want to call in today, and we actually have a few lines open. So if you'd like to give us a call, 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527 for uh, Seattle area. Uh, Bellevue area, give us a call on that number. If you're outside of that area, give us a call at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. That's toll free. And now let's talk to Dove in Seabeck, Washington. Hi, Dove. How are you? Hi, I'm Marie. Hi. Well, it's Dave, actually. It's Dave. Sorry. Oh, hi, Dave. Yeah. We're making you a bird today. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't have any expectations. He was fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> actually, I was, I was just thinking that uh, empowering women to enjoy sex is a tough act to follow. But I'll try. <laughs> um, if anyone can do it, Dove, Dave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in a bit of a career funk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, basically, I think my, my career has sort of run its course. Right. It's um, done. Yeah, it's done. But yeah. from the from the top down, um, you know, I could be downsized any minute. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, I've, 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 I've lost the passion for it. Either. Right. I still like it in, in, at moments, but it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm holding on to it because of a, it's a paycheck. Right. Um, I have a, a new 
you know, a new family. I have a, a one-and-a-half-year-old. and a Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, and a loving, supportive wife. And so I'm, I'm, I've been redefining myself personally, uh, you know, as a, an engaged father and, and all of that. Um, but the career is still kind of hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... Just, I'm having a tough time sort of, you know, making a move and knowing and figuring out which, which way to move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll tell you my um, visions that I'm getting while I'm talking with you and what okay. I would work on while you're, you know, I would get busy right away creating your new career. And I, I really see you as an independent person, an entrepreneur working for mm-hmm. yourself. That's how I see you. Not I, like, okay, and that's something you want. That, and that's, that's actually, yeah, I, I work best alone. Um, yeah, you're great at it. Yeah. And you like the flexibility and the freedom. You just do. You know, it just makes you happy. And that's important when you're making any decision that it brings joy to you. Mm -hmm. So I would start right now building that business. Now, uh, do you have any idea of what you... I already have some ideas, but I was curious, do you have any ideas about what you want to do? Well, um, you know, I like like designing things. Uh Um, I enjoy sketching. Um, I am putting things together. Uh, I, I... the parts of my job that I have now that I like are, are just, you know, making, making things work uh, uh-huh. physically. Uh-huh. And um, I'm kind of, I'm fascinated with sort of ur- urban homesteading and that, that movement, uh-huh. um, you know, gardening and, and uh, just making a, a home more efficient. Um, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm not much of a homebody uh, really, but I do, you know, I, I, I'm fascinated with, uh, with that, that area. Right, right. And as yeah. you were talking about it, I could feel a little bit of your fascination, but not really that much. Mm-hmm. You know, so I believe you, but I didn't feel that big surge of energy that actually comes when I know someone is talking about their destiny or their life path. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly something you could talk about. You know, you can consult contractors on sustainability and creating, you know, homes that work in that direction. But even as I'm saying it to you, I don't feel that that big pump. Of energy, yeah. and okay. and you're you're looking for whatever you can do that you enjoy, so that you can make yeah. money, so that you yeah. don't starve, right? That's and I'm I'm not saying that you're going to starve, but that's kind right. of what I feel, you know, when I'm in your spine in terms of those limitations. It's like, oh, we got to find this quick. Okay, yeah, that'll work. Right. Rather yeah. than really sitting with yourself, getting rid of all those expectations or those needs. And, and if you got rid of all the needs and you sat with yourself and you really contemplated about what makes you joyful, mm-hmm. and, and that means you move into formlessness. You know, you get out of your physical, you get out of the thinking and you kind of move into your body, but then you move beyond your body. And here's, yeah. here's what I see. Okay. Um, I see you as a public speaker. Okay. <laughs> I just do. I, I see uh-huh. you on a stage talking to people. I don't even know what the topic is about, quite frankly. But uh-huh. I see you as a public speaker, motivating and inspiring others. You're speaking to my inner Leo. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? Isn't yeah. that nice? And so is, when you think about, wow, if I didn't have all these responsibilities, does mm-hmm. is that sound like something that my soul gets excited about? Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, I, ah, boy, I don't know. You know, it's I, I can, I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable speaking and being the center of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't feel like I, I need it, you know, and I don't particularly. It doesn't it, have to be a need. But, right. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's what we want to walk away from are the needs. Like, 
Well, you know, another another career path that I have entertained was um, yoga instruction, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Right. Um, and that's, and which, you know, it is kind of being on a stage and, and right. speaking to people. <laughs> right, right. And that, that, is, that is something that, that, that I have, I've looked at and considered. Mm-hmm. So, um, so here's I, what happened. So, yeah. so when you were talking about um, the sustainability housing, uh, yeah. I didn't feel any energy or surge. You're the fifth layer of your field is active, so that's just an indicator that you're really thinking about your purpose and your destiny, and you want to discover. Mm-hmm. When I was talking about um, you being a public speaker, your mm-hmm. your fifth layer of the field got activated. But it's funny how you didn't. I think there's a disconnect between your mind and your emotions, and, yeah. and you're trying to make decisions from your mental plane when you want to make decisions from your emotional plane. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I think this whole idea about inspiring others is probably something you're very good at, but you don't mm-hmm. let yourself do it often. Yeah. It may feel like a responsibility or a chore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think being a yoga instructor is a lovely idea if indeed you're going to then, you know, talk about consciousness and expansion, not just about making sure that someone's doing downward dog. No, that's... 100%. That's uh-huh. what I enjoy about Great. yoga personally. Is Great. That it, is, it isn't just exercise. I love the exercise, but right. um, I, you know, I, I'm inspired when an instructor adds a little bit more and, right. and make, makes me think and, and uh, right. all that. Right. Yeah. So I would recommend that, but then as an entrepreneur on your own, I mean, you might start mm-hmm. working with someone else initially. But so try to get into your abdomen, try to get into your emotions and your feelings so that you can go ahead and and really feel what motivates you and steers you passionately rather than letting your mind try to figure it out. Okay. Because that's not where it's going to be. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That's very helpful. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so glad it is. And keep me posted. Yeah. Thank you. All righty. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's take another caller. Let's go ahead and talk to Alex calling from Edmonds. Hi, Alex. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm probably on the same topic as your last caller. Um, I've been with, it's about the career path. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing this job for about a year, and I'm a newly graduate. So this is my first job right after school. Uh And the place that I'm with, I'm just not sure... I wanted to see what you or you get when you talk to me about my career path. Sure. Do I do I stay? Do I try to get the try to get a job at another location? Do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? <laughs> I think if you're asking that question now, then you probably don't. Um, yeah, because I think when people discover their passion, it's it's so. Um, I, I don't know how to, it's just so consuming. It's so fun. It's almost like an addiction, but in a really good way. I don't know how to discover that, honestly. I don't <laughs> know what, how to find out right. what it is that I really right. should be doing. Right. It, what you're doing now is, does it have anything to do with medicine? Yes. Yeah, because I just kept writing medicine, medicine, medicine. So. Yes. Okay. Yes, so, and so do you mind sharing what you're doing? I'm sorry, what was that? Do you mind sharing what you do? No, I don't mind. I I work for a small clinic. Um, I'm an x-ray tech, and sometimes I do MRIs. Oh, nice. I've been cross-trained into that that path, but it's been difficult because I'm 
I've only been here for a year right out of school, and it took me about a year to find this job. So there was that whole year period after school where I was searching for jobs, and right. then I kept doubting, well, is this really what I want to do, or is this just for the money? Right, right. Well, and the so, fact that you're in the job for a year and you're now wondering if this is your passion, that is the answer to the question. If well, you, I'm confused. Is it the passion or is it the people that I'm surrounded with? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the beauty. When you discover your passion, it doesn't even matter who you work with. It doesn't matter when you work. You don't care. You're so obsessed in it in a way. it's And everyone who I've talked to who has discovered their passion and, of course, my own personal experience, it's definitely like that. You don't care. It's You're just absorbed into it. It's amazing. In fact, you well, have how to... How do I figure that out? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first of all, I do think medicine yeah. is a good place for you, but not um, what you're doing. I think maybe more holistic medicine, which is something you're noticing when people are coming in. And, of course, you're doing great diagnostic work for them. But then in the whole person isn't being... When it comes down to creating a treatment plan... The whole person isn't being looked at, just the spots that show up or the broken back or whatever it is, right? And and people yeah. are more than that. People are souls and personalities and pain and happiness and past lives. They're everything. And so, you got it right on the right. dot. I, I, I keep getting in trouble at work because <laughs> I take a little too long when I, I listen when they share their stories and all I hear from the management is, well, we got to keep going, we got to keep going. It's all about the money, and which I understand. But, of course. Right. But the humanity. Right. The human, the, right. Yeah. So what, what would be great for you? As you're, So you're getting clear already. This job has been excellent for you because it's giving you clarity about, while you do have compassion for humanity, you are interested in the healing world, but maybe not from the conventional perspective. We can still appreciate convention. We love that we can someone can get a scan and we can find out what's going on in their body or hopefully that everything's fine. I mean, what a blessing. That's amazing. That's, that's incredible, but it doesn't feed your soul. And you're even noticing how you're looking at people more multidimensionally than just, you know, from the gray image that's coming out of the computer or whatnot. Right. So I'm not sure what you mean by multidimensional. Well, because when you look at someone beyond their physicalness and you look at their emotions and their previous lifetimes and what's happening to them now and their defensiveness or whatever it is that you're picking up on, that's looking at someone more multidimensionally. You're not just looking at them as, oh, so-and-so has maybe a fractured ulna. You know, you're, you're looking at them beyond that. Well, what does that fractured ulma really mean? And that's what I see you doing when someone comes in as you're assessing, you know, how you're going to x-ray or scan or whatever. You're feeling more than the potential injury or the potential health issue. You're sensing more than that one dimension of a human being. Okay. Yeah. And, so and, how do I grow into this? How do I, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, what I would do is let go of any expectations that you, you know, that you have to have money to make everything work out. I know that sounds really weird and irresponsible. And, and I'm not saying quit your day job and just go home and ohm on the couch. But okay. but if you can have your because because you have a scarcity pattern about survival. And so as long as you have that pattern, which is an expectation, by the way, like, oh, my God, if I don't do this, something bad's going to happen. That's an expectation, believe it or not. Um and so you have to work in order to make it all work out. If you can start to feel that you are more than your mortgage payment, you are more than your car payment or rent or food or whatever, if you can start to feel that you're more than those things, 
And then you're going to move out of any attachments that you have. You're going to detach from the expectations. You're going to allow yourself to be more like space. And and when human beings let go of things, then the universe has the ability to come in and pro- provide enormous change in our lives. But as long oh, I as I want that, oh, absolutely. Great. So you want to start? I don't know how. Well, you you what what you can do is actually start to feel your energy. Start to you're more than your body. You're more than your paycheck. You're more than your bank account. You're more than whatever that's physical. And humans are addicted to their physical reality, and they have a lot of expectations about their physical reality. So if you can move beyond that, start to feel your energy that surrounds you. Start to feel the energy in your hand, and maybe outside of your hand. Start to feel your aura. And if you do this throughout the day, especially when you notice that you're trapped in fear, which is an expectation, then you're going to start to create your own life in a multisensory way and the universe can work a million times better for you and make magic happen. So try that and start to see what happens. You'll be surprised. Okay. 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 I I think I know what you mean. Is there anything that I can um, read up as far as what you just talked about? Mm Because this is all brand new to me and Mm -hmm. I just recently started listening to you. So all Um, these terminologies are a new terminology to me as well. Yeah. So, you know, meditation is great. Um, People do write about this. Eckhart Tolle writes about the power of now. Michael Brown has written the presence process. Maybe just go to Amazon and, you know, write in books about being present or formlessness and, and see what comes up or CDs so that you can start to move into that detachment from the human expectation and move more into connecting to the universe, which is limitless. You know, it's, it's unlimited, and we limit everything with our thoughts and our ideas and our fears. Okay. Okay? You've been great. Thank you. You're welcome. You just lifted up my spirit. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Have a beautiful Thank day, and, and welcome to Whole Medicine. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. And we're going to be right back with more of the Marie Manucherry Show. Stay tuned and call in now if you like. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. No, you're not alone. And it's not just you. The things you're experiencing are actually being felt around the world. And there is something you can do about it. Tune in for It's Not Just You with Lorelai Spiegelman, Susan Wayman, and Siobhan Mitchell. Three professional women of wisdom who compare current events and how they offer you insight into your own personal world. Monday morning at 9 a.m. Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathichealing.com. 
Be well. Manson Mitchell, Saturday mornings at 10. Good gab, great guest. It's all about the art of dynamic living, shared by celebrated people from all walks of life, many with a claim to fame. Then at 11, the Gary Mance Show, two hours of mastery and mystery from transformational teachers that show you how to get to where you want to go in life to lively discussions of the world's most perplexing paranormal phenomena. That's Manson Mitchell, Saturday mornings at 10, followed by the Gary Mance Show at 11 Pacific on Alternative Talk, 1150. Feed your mind and your body and spirit will follow. Alternative Talk, 1150. I've been working on my rear end, that's right. I'm going to change the ending. Going to throw away my title and toss it in the trash. Every minute after midnight, all the time I'm standing. It's just for working on my rear end, that's right. Turn it into cash. I've been working at the car wash. I consider it my day job. Cause it's really not a paid job. But that's where I am. Everybody says the old guy working at the and welcome back to the Marie Cherry Show. We're having a little fun today, playing some fun music as we go to commercial break and as we come back. So I hope you're enjoying it. I am. That was a great one, Eric. I really like that rewriting your story. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, we, we talked about that here on the boot camp for the soul, <laughs> yeah. you know, the last few weeks. So yeah. you know, that song's been kind of playing in my mind as we have been talking about it. So glad to have a chance to slip it into the I show. love it. I Even though today we're it. talking about expectations and right. getting rid of them. Yeah, right. Right. I know it's, it's confusing. And it's, there's so many ways to approach development and growth and consciousness. And, 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 you know, I think we get bored sometimes with approaching it in just one direction. And so some things can be more helpful at some points of our lives than others. Good to know we have options. Yeah, we have a lot of options. We do. So do you want to uh, read one of the questions and then we'll go back to the phone lines? Sure. Sure. We've got a couple emails here. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, this one comes from Tandy. Tandy says, Dear Marie, I listened to your radio show on November 8th and the topic of the of the veil, and I later thought of a question. See, that happens sometimes. Yeah. People listen to the show, and then of they- Of course. Oh, I should have called in and asked this. Well, <laughs> you can email. Anyway, she said, you talked about this veil being thinner and or lifting, and that this is a good thing in terms of the evolution of human consciousness. But what about this veil in relation to severe mental illness? Mm. I'm thinking of schizophrenia, where people hear voices and are unable to connect with the outer world because of the interference of their own thoughts, or where people develop severe paranoia and believe that people they know well have become vampires or other types of monsters who want to harm them. Even with the development of antipsychotic drugs, severe mental illness still baffles modern medicine, and it's a terrible tragedy for both patients and their families. I wonder if mental illness or this sort of, of this sort is somehow related to the veil you speak of, and if so, wouldn't it be a good thing to make that veil thicker rather than thinner? <laughs> yeah. You would think, right? Is, yeah. Is there an energy intuitive cure for schizophrenia? I have actually worked with some patients who have schizophrenia. I would say I have not been that successful. So when people call me and say, "Hey, do you?" Can you help my family member? And I'll say, mm-hmm. oh, I'll give it my best shot, but I don't have a history of really making dramatic change. Um, 
And here's another thing where it's an expectation. We have this expectation that people aren't supposed to be a certain way. Right. But everyone's having their own life experience, maybe a soul, because nothing happens to us that we didn't say, hey, I, I can't wait till this happens. You, you know, whether a person is born with um, a disfigurement or early in life gets schizophrenia, which is usually happens in, in teenagehood or early adulthood. It's That's the primary time when people are diagnosed for it. Um, there's something about our soul that says, I want to be checked out and I want to be disconnected in some way so that I can let my soul evolve in other ways that are not mainstream. Maybe a being wants to feel unconditionally loved by a family member, even when their life condition is really alarming. And, and that could be what a soul's asked for. So again, we want to let go of our expectations about how people are supposed to live a normal life and what the heck is normal anyway. Um, most schizophrenics or um, uh, when we look at other, let's say, autism or things of that nature, some beings do have the ability to look through the veil, but many times uh, beings are actually trapped in other dimensions um, that are maybe low frequency than ours. Looking through the veil creates more consciousness, and what gives us the ability to look through the veil is consciousness. So when we're disassociated from our consciousness, then we're even more further you know, removed from the be- from the veil most of the time. Some people um, have stronger abilities where they could look through the veil, like some people who have strong autism, but yet they're savants in some areas. They get greater knowledge maybe in mathematics or art or music. And so they can get incredible intellectual connections and wisdom. They have a peek through the veil in that part of their life. But again, looking through the veil is consciousness. So we really want that to diminish. We want the veil to get smaller, which is what is actually happening and will continue to speed up and process as we get closer and closer to 2012. And then I think we will be less critical about what mental health is and what is a normal life and why do people have to live a particular way. I think it's re- it's almost laughable how we want everyone to be the same. It's almost sad, actually. We can learn a lot from other people's life experiences, how someone with Asperger's experiences life or how someone with bipolar experiences life. And and I think that's how we need to look at it instead of trying to fix everything and make everybody normal. Why can't we embrace it? That's another um, release of an expectation. So who do, why don't we go to the phone lines and then we can come back, hopefully, if we have time for our, our last written-in question. Sure. Let's talk to Anna in Seattle. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hi. Fine. Good. What can I do for you? Um, I'm not really sure what my question is. Um, I have a family member that passed away recently. Re- recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And do you have another one that passed away not too far down the road as well? Because I'm seeing a man and a woman. And I don't know which one's first. I mean, the woman might be the most recent one. I'm not sure, but they're no, the man is. It's the man one. is. Did you have a woman die like a year ago or two years ago? Not too long. From... Um, a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah, because yeah. they're both really close to each other. So the female is probably coming in first because if the man died recently, he may not be as comfortable with you know, what's going on. He may be still maybe a little confused or disoriented or, you know, who knows what it is. The female has a very strong personality. Is that true about the person that you're thinking of that died a couple years ago that was a woman? Yeah. Yeah, really strong. So she likes to take over (laughs) and organize everything, you know, and tell everybody what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So she's coming in first and then the gentleman is, the man is behind her, so to speak, like, maybe like 10 feet behind her. So 
she's trying to bring him in, like have him connect because you desperately want to connect with this man. Is that true? Okay. So notice desperation as an expectation. Interesting, isn't it? Isn't that fascinating? And, and I don't mean to, yeah, I, I don't mean to take away your desire to have a conversation with this person, but notice how, as soon as I said that to you, you started to, oh, I need to detach a little bit from my expectation which is yes. <laughs> very smart of you because it makes it easier for her him to come in. Okay. Whenever we work really hard to make something happen, we're actually pushing it away. We, we don't realize that. It, you know, we, we don't always understand the laws of cause and effect and like attracts like. But desperation attracts more desperation. So, okay. So as you're calming down and kind of focusing on the woman, thank you, because you're very intuitive yourself, by the way. I don't know if you know this or not, but you are. No. You are. So as you're calming down and focusing on the woman, now he's looking, he's got beautiful eyes, he's a kind being, and, and from my perspective, he, he's now looking in this direction, and now he can focus on you. Um, and of course, one of the reasons why he doesn't want to focus on you on an unconscious level is because you're very upset about his passing. Is that yes. true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And... I'm confused. So when I look at this person, he looks older to me, but I'm confused because your energy is almost like that of you losing a child. So I can't really, my vision is telling me one thing, but my emotions are telling me another. Was this person old or young? Older. Okay. So my vision's accurate. I love that. I mean, well, that's one of the things you learn as an intuitive is to focus on those things that you're the best at. And I'm a very strong clairvoyant, but your emotions are, are so severe, if you will, that I'm like, it was hard for me to trust my vision. I'm like, wow. I mean, the guy looks older, but she's acting like it's a kid. Like one of her children passed away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So why is that? Um, I don't know. (laughs) No, I love that you said that. It's my brother. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. And, And you know, obviously he's more contemporary than like an 80 year old. But he kind of aged quick. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, is that true for you? Like his life was maybe challenging or difficult or wasn't fun for him? And did he um, age? I was, well, I'm, I don't think it was really difficult. I mean, he he had a good life. Hmm. I hmm. think, but I'm not sure. Well, you would know. You're you're a strong, intuitive person. So you would definitely know. Did he seem happy? Yes. Okay. And so then his death was something sudden? Or yeah. unexpected. That's why. Unexpected. That's why it feels like the child, because nobody expects their children to die before them. You know, yeah. which is another expectation, by the way. Um. So here's what he's telling me, and but you're going to know better than me, right? Okay. He told me that he was not happy in his life, that he worked very hard to please everyone. He worked really hard. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. Okay. So he said that really he lived his life for everyone, but he didn't live his life for himself. Okay. That's what he tells me. Mm-hmm. And and he and he's in my opinion when he's talking about he's more focusing on his immediate family. You know? Yes. So and, and they were a little demanding by the way. He spoiled them. I could see that. <laughs> okay. So he wants the first thing that he uh when he looks at you he's he's overcome by your grief. You know about how much you miss him and how how sorry you are that he's gone. He says he doesn't really feel any of that right now. He feels very detached from what happened. So he's not grieving his loss yet. He actually says he feels free. It, it, it now, you know, because I asked him to put it into words about what he's feeling because I couldn't feel upset, 
by him or sad or anything like that. He said he feels freer than he has felt in about 30 years. Well, that's good. It is good. So there was probably more stress and anxiety and expectations that he was participating in every single day and he didn't get to really relax and be himself even. Yeah. Even though from the outside world, it looked like he had this great life. And I agree with you. He did. Uh, I mean, he's showing me some things that make me think, oh, that was a, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, but, you know, if you have what looks like from our materialistic view, a great life, but you don't feel it, then it's not very effective. Okay. Yeah. So what he wants you to do is he asks that you remember some childhood memories. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of play that in your head, the fun that you guys had when you were kids, and the <laughs> silliness that you did. Um, because that's how he's feeling these days. Okay. Yeah. And he will miss his family eventually. But right now it's, it's like getting a get out of jail free card. Okay. <laughs> this is what I he says. Um, I know you do. I, I know you absolutely do. But this is how he wants to put it. And not that this was his life at all. But he says it's kind of like someone who's the bank is going to repossess their house. They're going to go into foreclosure. They're going to become homeless. And they're waiting months and months and months for this to happen because the bank's really behind taking everybody's houses away because they're so busy, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you have like this eight-month process where you don't know if you're going to be in your house or not, and you're waiting for the phone call to come in, and you're stressed. And then when it finally happens, you're just relieved. That's how he feels, even though finances were not his issue. Okay. That's what he says anyway. Well, that's good. I'm yeah. still better. Okay, good, good. Better. Oh, good, good. He sends lots of love to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. Okay, well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, let's pop up to Everett and talk to Sally. Hi, Sally. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. So I'm tying, uh, I'll try and tie this into expectations. <laughs> I promise you it's there somewhere. I know. You know, one of the um, things I was noticing when I was in Hawaii laying on the, on, you know, a nice lawn chair, listening to live jazz music at the Hyatt, a nice hotel by the pool, is I noticed like I had this expectation, like I have to look a certain way, even like my stomach needs right. to be flat, you know, that my mm-hmm. tankini isn't writing up, you know, all these like mm-hmm. crazy things that are in my head. When actually, when I looked around, I thought, oh, I kind of look pretty good. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I had to let that come in because I have this expectation that I'm going to have this super flat stomach when I don't do sit-ups. I've had three okay. children and I'm 50, you know, and, right. and, and then when I looked right. around, I'm like, well, wait a minute, you still look good. Why can't you just be happy with the way you look? Even if your tankini yeah. rides up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? So, so that's what I mean. It's like, we have these all the time. And I think they injure our spirit and we don't get to, I couldn't enjoy the jazz music or the waterfall or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're always worried about what other people are thinking. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Or I'm supposed to have this flat stomach that I don't do anything about to make it flat. You know, it's like, wow, why am I having an expectation? True. (laughs) Okay. So what can I do for you? Well, uh, I have a, a good career job. Yeah, a really good one, by the way. You, oh. And you could also do it in your sleep. You're bored to death. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to be changing. <laughs> okay, what's happening? Well, that's what I'm not sure. I'm just wondering if you can sort of see. There, um, I will be taking on new duties and offloading some of the ones I do now. Okay. So was and... my statement correct? Or could you do it in your sleep, your current job? Yes. Okay. Are you bored to death? Um. I 
I'm no. I yes. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I know. Sometimes it takes a moment for us to. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm bored. To... Well, what I do is I hoard all of my work because I can do it fairly quickly. So I hoard it and wait till the very end and then do it all right before it's due. Right. Well, because you can. Yes. <laughs> You know, one of the reasons why I do so many things, I do the radio show, I write, I teach, is because an astrologer said to me once that I could actually do energy work drunk. I mean, he didn't recommend that I do that, but he said, you know how to do this. You could do it in your sleep. You could Uh do it drunk. So let's do other things for you. You know, let's, let's kind of mix it up. Right. Yeah. So that's why I do all these other things. One of the reasons. It is time for new challenges. It is. But notice how you know this and then you don't want them. It's funny. it's not that I don't want them. I was just one. I'm not sure what the new challenges are uh-huh. going to be, or if if it looks like I'm going to enjoy them. Or well, I, I'm going to tell you. Going to yeah. go. I think some of them you'll find interesting and fascinating. I mm-hmm. don't think it will be any harder than what you're doing right now. Okay. Uh, again, so you don't have to because that's your fear. Oh my God, I don't know what you know. You're you're kind of controlling. So if you don't know what to expect, it makes you feel uncomfortable like you're naked, you know, and you're not going to have any problem with any of the tasks. They're going to be easy for you. Some of them you're going to like, and you do need to discover your purpose because what you do now and what you're going to do in your new duties is not your purpose. Yeah. Well, I know that. (laughs) It pays the bills. (laughs) Right. It plays the bills. And here's what I'm seeing because the fifth lay of your field is lit up. Um, I would consider doing some writing. Oh. Yeah. So either you you can have a career as a writer or it's going to lead you into something different that you get to do that is fun, that pays the bills too. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay, so don't worry. It's all going to be pretty easy for you. (laughs) Okay? Okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. So I just want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. It's been such a blast. And, you know, Eric is at the phone numbers and then people call in and then we can't get to all the phone numbers. And we so apologize about that. But we're down to a minute. So um, I think it's probably best if we don't try to answer a question in under a minute. I want to thank everyone who showed up on Friday night um, at East West Bookshop on the 11, 11, 11. I had a great time. And I swear there's something about that room at East West Bookshop. It makes me funnier than I really am, I think, in person. And uh, thank you so much for letting go of your expectations, for not worrying about your tummy when you're at the beach or whatever it is for you, <laughs> you know, the engine light. I learned a new word today. What? Tankini. Tankini, yeah. I've never heard of that it's, before. It's about a swimsuit. Yeah. All right. It's not a full piece, but it's not a bikini. So they call it a tankini. <laughs> I had no expectation that I was going to learn that. And yet yet you learned a new word. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day. And you can go to my website because my events page is updated. You can just see how busy I'm going to be in 2012. Have a beautiful, beautiful day until Thursday. Bye-bye.